You know what the most dangerous thing in America is, right? Nigga with a library card. <laughs> This is the Most Dangerous Thing in America podcast, the show in which we read books by black authors, and they're talked about by a black author, and you can listen if you are black or not black, that is okay. Uh, this week on the podcast, we are reading The Royal Grey Box by Jerice Smiley. It's an indie author from, I think, North Carolina. He also has another book called Turian, which is a bit longer. It's a young adult novel about a, a super heroine, and I will probably be reading that in the next couple of weeks but yeah i was on a short what do you call it schedule this week so uh i can only read this one which is shorter it's like half the size 99 pages short story collection uh many of the stories are very short and i think autobiographical so i think what you get here is like a mix of like autobiographical stories and then fictional stories um and yeah this book's available on amazon you can check the show notes i'll put it in the show notes and stuff with a link to um, the book and, you know, because an indie author, you know, support indie authors. And a link to Jerice's uh, Instagram, because I know he has an Instagram. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, there are, how many stories? Let's check the table of contents real quick. So, there are two, four, six, eight stories. But two of those stories take up 64 of the 99 pages. So, two stories take up two-thirds of the pages. And six stories take up a third of the pages. So the other stories are very short, mainly autobiographical. They're fine. Um, I'm assuming autobiographical. Maybe some of them aren't. I'm not 100% sure. You know, I don't, I don't know Jerice uh, personally. But, um, yeah, they seem autobiographical. And, yeah, they're mo- you know, most of the stories contain elements of uh, a character, main character, usually a black character or always a black character always a black main character male who's into some kind of nerdy shit either video games or anime i say this as uh a different kind of nerd i guess i'm i don't really know i'm i'm a stem person so i guess that's really a different type of nerddom than being into anime or video games but uh at any rate it's not cool so there was a point in which none of those things were cool now video games are cool, and I think anime is fine, um, and STEM is still not cool. So, who's really the nerd here? You know, who's really the nerd here? <laughs> All right, so uh, there are two stories that take up most of the pages. Mark of the Family Man is the first one. The story is about uh, oh, so if I wasn't clear there, I'm only going to really talk about those two stories that take up most of the pages. So. Um, Mark of the Family Man is the first story. It's about the same length as the other story that I'm going to talk about. And it's basically about a guy who goes to a video game tournament with his young daughter and partners with his his buddy who's there. I had to wait for a plane to pass just now. Uh, Every plane in California is flying over this area of uh, SoCal right now, apparently. I do not live in L.A., so it's unusual. Uh... Oh, yes. So he goes to the tournament, partners with his friend, whatever. Um, the story is okay. It's not a lot of tension in the story. It's, you know, mainly just about playing video games. And there is some tension 
around that. I'm not trying to make it sound like he just describes playing video games. There's definitely tension around it, but not as much tension. So I was okay with that story. Uh, you know, to be 100% honest, didn't love it, right? It's just okay. The next story, however, to me makes the book. So Saboon's Night Chapter is the next story. So uh, this one is about Carl and Noel. I put the book down. That's that sound that you're hearing. Uh, Carl and Noel. And basically the story starts out with Carl going to go get food for Noel. And while he's out, uh, he encounters an alien life form. And just real quick, that's not like what happens immediately. So it's kind of a left turn. So you're for the first, I would say at least third, but more like half of the, the story, you're thinking it's going to be kind of a meditation on race, which I'll talk about in just a second. But then about halfway through the story, all of a sudden there's an alien life form there. And uh, it becomes a work of speculative fiction. Now, why do I like this story? There's a couple different reasons why. Uh, I thought it was the best written story in the book. So that's the first thing. Um, then the next thing is uh, kind of something I don't like and something I do like. What I don't like about myself as a reader is being interested in a story just because it's about race. And maybe that's ironic as a person who hosts a black podcast, but really what I want out of this podcast when I'm reading fiction is books by black authors, period. And uh, not to bring back an old hashtag, but I, you know, uh, black boy joy, or I don't really think black girl magic applies here, but things like that. Just a book where people happen to be black. You know, I like that. Um, hey, uh, here we are. I'm black, you're black, and here's a story. Uh, now, it's quite difficult to do that in America to have a story about black people being black without bringing up race or centering it. That is, uh, a difficult thing, you know, a difficult thing that we have to deal with when crafting stories. But insofar as we can deal with it, I like it when it happens. This story happens to be about race. So I don't like the fact that I, me, not the author, that I am the one who is singling out this story as the best story. Unfortunately, it is the best story, so it just happens to be about race. Fortunately, that left turn, that curveball, comes in halfway through the story, and it becomes a racial story with elements of speculative fiction. And I like that. I want to see uh, us, black folks, have more stories where, um, you know, it's not just about all of the... Well, this one is about that, but it's not just about all of the horrible stuff. Like, there is an element of just, you know, hey, this is a um, interesting, weird thing that happened. You know, this story is an interesting, weird, different story. I, I like that. Uh, so I was happy for that to happen. And then there was another thing I like about the story. And so to get to that part, I want to, because I said it was the best written story. I'm going to read a little passage right quick. Um, well, okay. Mm. All right. Well, first, before I read the passage, let me get to the last thing I like about the story. And then we'll, we'll double back. Um, is that there's a scene in which he talks to some black Muslims and a very similar thing happened to my father. So in the story, it's an interracial couple, uh, Carl and Noel, and my father's married, uh, was married to my mother who was white. And, um, one time they were in a city and my dad, my mother had gone ahead of him into the store and I guess they didn't realize that they were together. So these black Muslims were talking to my dad and then, you know, really giving him the what's for about just, you know, the nation. 
and they didn't realize he's married to a white woman. And then when she came out of the place where they were at, she came up to my dad and, uh, the look on their face was apparently priceless. I wasn't there, but I really enjoyed that story from my pop. So, um, I thought that was great. And that was, uh, that was some years ago, but anyway, th- th- something similar happens in this story. Okay. And then on page 48, here's the passage I thought was, um, a good example of why the story is well-written and also contains something I think is important. So here we go. Page 48. I'm not the type of negative care. The world delivers more wickedness than goodness outside my house. I can only see the world in the way it comes to me. Compromise, understanding, and kindness only take you so far. I enjoy people, but I know I must be on alert sometimes. Black, white, straight, gay, none of that shit matters. It's simply the way people are, which irks my nerves. Everybody is self-righteous, cares more about their ideals than people, and some are enthusiastic about being violent. I feel like I'm target practice out there sometimes. I receive plenty of stares and harsh statements from black and white people for being with Noel. We have love for each other regardless. I like, first of all, the sentiments. Uh, those are good, straightforward um, assessments of what it is to be in an interracial couple. Also just what it is to be black in America, things like that. But the number one thing I like about it is that first sentence. I like the use of the N word by the character. And I like it in this story throughout. I like the fact that the character encounters the alien life form and says, um, you know, what are you talking about? But it doesn't say, what are you talking about? It says, nigga, what are you talking about? I like that. And I like it because it's so rare to have speculative fiction in which uh, a black character uses the N-word. And I'm a black character who does not use the N-word, but that's fine. But a black character who does use the N-word uses the N-word, you know? And that was one of my complaints about Black Panther, right? They land in Oakland. Nobody uses the N-word. Like, come on, let's be for real. The teenage boys playing basketball in Oakland. Come on. And, um, and I'm sure I've complained about that before in the podcast and whatever, any, any type of speculative fiction in, w- in which there are black people, especially in mainstream, um, spaces, uh, you don't see it now. Maybe whatever, you know, um, maybe black people, us black people, we don't want that in mainstream spaces. I would argue that I would like to have that in mainstream spaces. Like I don't want every single black person in a mainstream spe- piece of speculative fiction to necessarily uh talk like me or even sound like me you know um so you know like john boyega like why couldn't we have i'm not saying that we need to have a character in star wars um (laughs) saying the n-word to darth Darth vader but uh uh it'd be cool if we had a character in star wars who didn't sound like he was like you know, I don't, I don't fucking know. Like he went to the best finishing school in the Eastern seaboard or something like just get a, why are there no, uh, black people from the hood in space, uh, is what I would like to know. Um, was that just taken out? I guess, uh, ice Cube's son, it was in, um, what's that Obi-Wan Kenobi series, but that's his son. His son is, Decidedly not from the hood because he was raised by his rich and famous father. Um, and he, his son basically sounds like me, so that doesn't really work. But better than John Boyega, who's British, putting on an American accent that sounds like me. But anyway, I digress. I would like some speculative fiction in the mainstream with some black people who don't sound like me. 
And I appreciate Jerice, uh, Mr. Smiley. I sound like I know him personally. Um, writing this book and staying true to form. The character in the book is from the South. The kind of dude who says the N-word, you know, probably every other sentence or whatever. Like when he's hanging out comfortable with folks, he just says the N-word. That's Or when he's scared, he's scared from the alien. He says the N-word. Like that's just part of his personality, his day-to-day makeup. That's in the book. You know, it's not like, all right, well, I'm not sure if that's this character. Da, da, da. Nope, in the book. I like that. Um, and yeah, I like reading stories like that, that have black people like that represented. So uh, it sounds odd to say, but like, you know, of all the books I read, I don't think I see it all that much. So I liked that. And um, yeah, you know, that that's not why it's the best, <laughs> the best uh, uh, story in the book, but it is the best story in the book. And that is one of the elements I enjoyed. Um, also just thought it was the most well-written, had the most interesting plot, and in general, just the strongest story. So, um, okay, like I said, check out the show notes for that. Um, it's there if you want to support a black indie author. Uh, I'll be back in, I'll be back next week with a podcast I recorded a while back. And then after that, two weeks, take a little break you know, ease into the next book, which will probably be, um, something else might be Dries Smiley's other book, or it might be a mystery book. You'll just have to tune in to see. I got a bunch of actually books I need to get through. So yeah, I'm actually behind. It won't, it probably won't be the, uh, Dries Smiley's, um, young adult book, but I'll do that one sometime in December or so. So, um, yeah, all right. Please subscribe on iTunes, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, that's the one I use, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all of them. Uh, check out the show notes. If you want to support a different black author, me, you can um, buy a book. And, uh, you know, that'd be cool. You, you don't have to read the book, just buy it. Christmas is coming up. Buy the book for your family who also doesn't read. Very good. Um, and yeah, the music by is, the, is by the Keep Running. And I think that'll do it for now. So until next time, stay safe, stay black, and keep reading. And there's time enough at last. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. There was time now. There was was all the time I needed. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs>